Athens, Rhode Island. This is your station, your music, the world famous. WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Helmsley. The show where we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, well, really, the biggest and most important thing I need to know, the Patriots just won the Super Bowl, so we're going to probably dive into that at least a little bit. We're going to really at least touch on it. At least kind of see what happened there. Got a lot of thoughts on that, really. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, it's still a far move. But anyway, got to that. We're going to be talking to Kenny Doyle, editor-in-chief at GuyBossAndSports.com at about... Yeah, 4.30. So we got him slated to come on. We're also going to be eventually, maybe, maybe getting to a little uh, a little Celtic stuff. Maybe some NHL trade. No, but it'll be some Celtic stuff later on. Some trades going on in the NBA. So it's not going to be, might not be all football today. That's what you look for. But it'll be a healthy amount of football. So that's all right. So everybody gets what they want. And if you want to chime in, call in about any of these things, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946. Or at 401-456-8787. Or go on Facebook, go to the official Stadium Experience Facebook page, and tune into the Mike Kane Memorial live stream. Drop me a comment there. Let me know what you think, and maybe I'll respond to you. Anywho, though, with all that out of the way, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN, and we are going to dive right in now. And somehow, someway, after... After, yes, the season why was probably one of the, up until the playoffs, why was probably one of these fabled, scorn-worthy, truly next great inmates of next great criminals of America. Yes, I was probably, I could probably have been construed as a Patriots hater for a lot of this season. Now, do I think all my criticism of the team was fair? Yes. At the time. Do I think I do I think I was right to think the things I thought? Yes, I do. Do I now did this team just miraculously just kind of change entirely come playoffs? Yes, it did, as Jordan Moment sits down with me. And Hello. Hello, Jordan. So yes, like it, you know, I wasn't Max Kellerman out here, who is, you know, seems to be like the only person or Shannon Sharp. It's always Max Kellerman and Shannon Sharp. People are like, yeah, all the Patriot haters. Max Kellerman and Shannon Sharp and there are others too. But yeah, like at the time, yeah, I feel like most of my criticism of the team was fair at the time. Do I still think it was fair to criticize Brady for not being at OTAs? Yeah. Do I think it was fair to criticize the team's roster for being old and not as talented as years past? You know, was it fair to criticize them when they lost two games in September? Yeah, like, that being said, I feel like I was fair. So, yes. So, and now, not to make this all about me, but, yeah, now here we are. <laughs> they, they somehow won the Super Bowl. I Like, of all the years, I've usually been every year, I've been on top of, like, oh, yeah, I don't like, Patriots are Super Bowl favorite. Like, I've always found the ways, I've always found ways to do some kind of mental gymnastics to put the Patriots there. I have. Maybe not in my radio maybe not during my radio career, which has hardened me a bit. But certainly in my past life as just a, as just a civilian. But I mean they did it, Jordan, and it's kinda crazy. Like it's still kinda it hasn't got it hasn't really hit me yet. Like yeah. 
this season, it never felt like they were going to win a Super Bowl. Ever. At any point this year. Not when they were, you know, losing to the Lions. Not when they, you know, could barely beat the Bills with Derek Anderson. Not when they were, yeah, they lost two in a row to the Dolphins and the stupid Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never went, yep, this is a Super Bowl team. Now, you know, when they were force-feeding it to Josh Gordon. Yeah, but uh, Remember when he played for the Patriots? Nope. <laughs> like, I, uh, but they did it. Like, it's almost hard to have takes about it now. Because... I was just waiting for a bunch of takes I had to be confirmed because I'm just a dirty, scornable Patriots hater and my execution is scheduled for next week. Uh, hey, man, I'll be up there with you. Yeah, so I'm coming to you here on death row. <laughs> I mean, hey, you 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 had them losing the divisional round. Once I got to the playoffs, I was like, ah, I'm in. <laughs> like, I'm swept up in it. Fine, I'm in. Let's do it. But, yeah, when the gallows open, you know, <laughs> I hope that people at least read my last, my last testament here. Mm-hmm. So... Like, it's, like, it is. Like, it's kind of hard to, like, have takes, like, for me to have takes about this. Because, yeah, like, everything was kind of wrapped up in, like, were they going to lose again? Like, did, you know, if they lost this game, I was going to be here telling you, like, you know, like, has the team building approach in the NFL changed? You know, is it now not so much about just having an elite quarterback and just surrounding him with whatever you can? Like, now is it about just having as much talent and getting a serviceable quarterback like the Eagles had? Like the Rams have had, maybe don't have. Maybe they don't have a serviceable quarterback. I don't know anymore. But... Nah, I still like off. But, like, what... It's a hard game to talk about, but... I mean, they did it, and I'm going to be writing about this soon, but I know a lot of people are mad about this game. I've already written about it. You have. I haven't read your... I haven't reviewed it yet, but, like... Oh. But, you know, and this is how I feel. This feel... But you know what? With all I just said about the season... This was a Super Bowl that we that we deserved. This was a hundred and ten percent the Super Bowl that this Patriots team deserved. It was ugly. It wasn't fun to watch at parts. You just never really felt good the entire time. But somehow, well, not somehow. I mean, I know how they won. It was it was not like surprising how they won, but they won. So that's it. Like, season's over. Like, it, it works. It's like a microcosm of this whole season, really. If you really look at it. And. Yeah. Like, like it's what we deserved. Like, this is a Super Bowl worthy of a McDonald's buffet. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like, honestly. like you, I don't think you get the full buffet for this win. But, I mean, like, they did it. Like. My, like, my mind just kind of numbed to it at this point. Like, the Super Bowl ended. It still didn't really, didn't really hit me for a while. Like, last year, it hit me hard. Like, the second the game ended, I was depressed. I was mad. I was emotional. Like maybe I'm just kind of, like, too desensitized after the emotional roller coaster at this point. But, yeah, like, they, they did it. And this is the Super Bowl we deserved. This is the game that Belichick was setting them up for when in... Yeah, like how when during OTAs, when he had them have like 1930s day at practice and they watched like film on a projector and all wore leather helmets, which was a thing that happened, Jordan. I don't know if you remember that. You, you've told me many times and that I was, have seen it. That was a thing that he did. Like they prepared them for this game. They were in there like they were like, we, we're going to run the wing tee. We're going to focus on not being in the red zone ever. We're going to watch some fullback film and that'll be it. Like, that'll be a day. That's what we're doing for the Super Bowl. 
So what do you know? I mean, maybe, maybe Belichick had some had some big, big plan. But, like, I guess, like, at this point, I guess, like, like with everything else with this team and everything else with Brady and everything else with Belichick, it just kind of becomes a matter of, like, talking about things, like, in a macro sense. Like, what does it mean for all their legacies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like that. Ooh, maybe you should read my article. But no, like that's what it's about, <laughs> though. Like at this point, like, <laughs> like at this point, like they're just like they're just stockpiling accolades. Like, no, like no individual thing any of them do means anything anymore. Oh, like you, you'll really like my article then. <laughs> but no, it's like it's like nothing like like is making or breaking. Like especially if you're like me. I mean, like, yeah, like if you're like somebody who still isn't accepting that Tom Brady is the best of all time, like you're a fool. And then secondly, like, like what one Super Bowl is it gonna, like one MVP isn't going to make the difference. It's just like ev- everything the Patriots do just has to be done in lists. It's got to list everything. And yeah, like if Belichick had started Malcolm Butler, they would have just won four out of five. Yeah. But now they have six. One guy has more than any franchise. Six. That's stupid. That's a stupid amount of rings to have. And, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not really built to go into, like, the fluff piece mode. That's just not me. I don't, you know, many of my loyal listeners have noticed. So I don't want to sit here and just, you know, babble about, like, how lucky we are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I mean, the guy, like, the Red Sox won the World Series, what, four months ago? Yeah, something about and that. And we were, like, over and done with that in, like, a day. Like, like I, I mean, well, well, in that case, like, it was, it just wasn't. It was it wasn't like it was any question after like we got through like the divisional. Oh, I was still questioning. And, and and the pitchers decided they can pitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like we just washed our hands. I was like, okay, cool, that was nice. They, they all right, Patriots are in the Super Bowl now. Yeah, like yeah. they cleaned up the Astros, and it was like, oh well, we, all right. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that was, fair. <laughs> that, but, that was the hurdle. <laughs> but still, like, like yeah, I'm not built for that. I, I'm not built to go on on the like. Long form Brady, which is a shame that I'm not, because that's like a whole industry around here. Like that's that's a you you can make a living just doing like long Brady puff pieces and like Belichick puff pieces and like how great like how great of a city Boston is. Yeah, I, I can't do that. That's not me. I'm like uh like a ooh, let's discuss like the cap situation of the D line. Who? That's what I'm here for. But yeah, I mean like. It's great. Like I'm really glad. I'm glad they're not five and four in Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like I would get mad at anybody who tried to be like, yeah, like that takes away from the dynasty. I'd be like, ah, like shut up. Like, uh. no, it doesn't. Like, they've still done more than anybody ever has or ever will. Like, but still, like it's better to be six and three than five and four. So, mm-hmm. they got they got two hands worth of rings now. Like, you know they. I don't know what Brady sacrificed, but he threw off the cliff, but he threw something off. I don't know what, but yeah, I mean, just like, like, how do you feel about the game as a whole? Like, it's just, I'm trying to figure out like the best way to like attack this. Well, I'm on record to saying it was a terrible game. And you see, I don't even think it was like, like in, like in, like overall, it's, it's still maybe a top 10 Super Bowl. And we talked about this the other last week on the show. That like there are a lot of really bad Super Bowls. Like, I think I think this is one, another one of those. Like honestly. most, but no, like bad as in like their blowouts and they were never competitive. Like this game was at the very least it was competitive. 
Like, it, yeah, it, was, it wasn't over. Yeah, how, it was competitive. It was 3-0 at halftime. Like, it was competitive. You never really... Like, they weren't, like, answering each other score for score. They were answering each other, like, midfield stop for midfield stop. I was going to say punt for punt. I enjoyed the game. Like, I, I enjoyed it. And, like, in the end, like, I enjoyed watching it. Like, maybe that's me who, like, enjoys watching, like, bizarre, crappy versions of football. But I don't even think this was bad. I mean, like, the offense has played bad. It was bad. But, like, I enjoyed it. Like, this is the same me that got hyped up for, like, the Jags-Bills playoff game last year. That I was, like, excited for that game. Not because I'm like, oh, I like seeing a good defensive slugfest. Like, how football should be. No, I like watching bad versions of things and, like, kind of, like, waddling in them. Okay. I do. All right. I do. That's a thing I like. I mean, I do not. That's a thing I enjoy. Well, you know what? You're <laughs> just, you're just, I don't know, you're like a you're diva then or something. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Just a little, little Princess Jordan moment here. Needs a shootout. <laughs> Keep him entertained. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Former D-tackle Jordan moment. Nope. Doesn't like that line battle. Not in that. I think the Rams got you don't, that. You don't like football? You don't like watching what's going on in the trenches? Well, do you even like football, man? What about what's going on in the trenches? The trenches are important. <laughs> They're the only thing that mattered. Exactly. But, no, and, like, it's hard. Like, no, like, it, like I think about this game. Like, this game is almost, like, kind of dull to talk about. So it's almost like, do we just skip ahead and just talk about, like, what it means in the big picture? Like, because in the end, like, you know, some people try to be like, oh, like, Brady didn't, this game doesn't matter for Brady because Brady didn't do good. Like, uh, I don't think you can nitpick when a guy has six rings. I just don't think it. Like, I know people like, I don't think you could be like, well, he has, like, four good games in the Super Bowl, so you can count those. But the ones that weren't so good games, those don't count. Like, I, just, I think that's stupid. Like, I can't, I don't do that. Listen to a guy I like. Maybe it's somebody I don't like, but, like, don't do that. Like, I, I think that's dumb. Like, I, no, so it's, like, hard to talk about the game, like, other than, like, you know, and I do have, like, some more specific topics I want to get into when Kenny Doyle calls in, about, uh, ten minutes, halfway point, but overall, like, I think, like, I, like, I enjoyed it, I did, I enjoyed the game, you were there with me, Jordan, I was, I watched it with you, mm -hmm. me and you together, surrounded by all of our friends and family, yep. This is the only time we ever hung out besides this. Yes, know. me and you finally found the time to be to hang out together. <laughs> exactly. Me and you finally, finally I was able to get into your schedule. You were finally able to leave the wife and kids. And mm -hmm. I was finally able to just make time out of my, my real busy. I was finally able to get off like a conference call with like ESPN. Yep. You know, one of my, uh, I was finally able to make the time. Me and you were finally able to hang a bit. Yep. But. I'm really excited about your new show. <laughs> hey, thanks. Got the 3 o'clock slot on ESPN News. That's what's happening, man. <laughs> They're bringing back the 6, but it's going to be the 3, and I'm going to host it. <laughs> it's going to be all why running backs don't matter all the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> Every week, I'm going to have like a new like Hall of Fame running back on. We're like, okay, this week we have Emmett Smith. Don't matter. Next week, we got, we got Walter Payton coming on. No, Walter Payton's dead. Got Walter Payton's kids coming on. <laughs> to bring the kids up. To the kids were at the Super Bowl. But your father was nothing. Well, hang on. Though. Well, hang on, though. When they hand, when they were giving out the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award at the start of the game, they tried to slide into, like, this is the NFL's most prestigious honor. 
And then he tried to say that and just like rest on it. And I was like, nah, wait a minute. You don't get don't don't do Mahomes like that. No. The community service award is not the most is not the most prestigious one. Shut up. No, nobody when they're doing the Hall of Fame arguments is like, well, he won like three Walter Payton Man of the Year awards. They might. So we gotta have this guy. They might, man. They might push you over. <laughs> Would it? It might. I don't. <laughs> I hope not. It's all about character. Hopefully one day when I'm a voter, voting member of the Hall of Fame body. Whoever those people are. It's like journalists. Like, Did you grab any any damn buddy to just vote for stuff? Yeah, it's just part of the video to get journalists. Like people know what they're talking about. What? Who else is supposed to get, Jordan? Former players? They tried. They did that for baseball, and they elected a bunch of guys who shouldn't get into the Hall of Fame. Hey, Amen. But um, yeah. So good that they won, and yeah, like it literally. Like I, I have such a hard time finding takes on the Super Bowl because I don't care about takes on the Super Bowl. Because usually when I analyze a game and I criticize parts of a game plan or like who played poorly in a game, I am saying it from the spectrum of I'm saying it because I want to see something different happen in the following few games. Like, that's why I criticize things. That's why I think, because I'm looking forward. After the Super Bowl, I don't care. Like, in the end, like, they won. And if they lost, yeah, if they lost, I'd be going to score shirts on guys who were bad. Absolutely, I'd be going to score shirts. But I'm not. Like, they won. So it's like, I'm not going to, like, I, I, for somebody, for me, who I feel, who is known to be kind of nitpicky, I'm not, I can't nitpick a Super Bowl. It's hard. Because I don't care. That's why you can just say everyone played terrible. But they didn't. But they did. And, you know, Except like... the punters. The punters were great. Johnny Johnny Hecker and Ryan... Ryan. <laughs> man. Like, yeah, it was a punting battle, man. Like, it was a punting battle. Like, they were good punts. They were phenomenal punts. Like, so, yeah, I mean, other than that, like, the only other thing, like, yeah, I, like this Super Bowl, like this is like this Super Bowl, I think, you know, I mean, it's crazy to see them win after, once again after the year they had, after all the kind of drama that's kind of swirled around the team, which a lot of I know people are now like, oh, none of it ever existed. They never had any problems. I don't believe that. Like I'm talking about drama goes away once you win. Yeah, but it doesn't go away after you lose, which they lost last year just for them to, like, you know, for them to rebound that much. And, you know, once again, like I know, once again, everybody likes to discredit and say that, no, like Brady, Belichick, all of them, there were never any, never, never any problems between them. Like, there was definitely never any problems, even when Kraft was, even when Belichick was trying to trade Gronk and he threatened to retire. And Brady also threatened to retire. No, that never happened. Like, you know, literally, for them to come back from a Super Bowl loss like they had, which was all Belichick's fault. And Brady fumbling on a game what could have been a go-ahead drive, but whatever. People don't like to talk about that, but still, like, for them to come. And and that's why he's been the greatest of all time. No, but for Be- but then for Belichick to come back from that, even, like, with, like, his star players, like, skipping out on part of the offseason programs, yada, 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 keep everything together, what, even when things were going bad, even when the team was losing and they didn't look great, then come and then win the Super Bowl in a fashion which was all Belichick. See, that's the problem, Jake. They, they never looked good. They, at any point, at any time this season. They didn't. But <laughs> even, yeah, and then for them to win the Super Bowl, all on game plan. 100% on game plan. Like, like the last two Super Bowls they've won have been mainly Brady. And Dan Quinn being stupid. But mainly Brady. 
Like, this was all Bel- this was all Belichick. Like, I don't know what Belichick grew- drew up, but like he just he had some magic playbook somewhere. Like we talk about Wade Phillips having a magic playbook hidden away, which he did, because Wade Phillips did stuff different. But yeah, like. That's it. Like, good good for them. Like, I would say that Belichick has redeemed himself. <laughs> like, I, I would still like to know why he didn't play Malcolm Butler, and people should ask him about that for the rest of his life. <laughs> but, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, what like, if you, like, whatever, like, resentment was there, and sh- should rightfully be there, like, I think he redeemed himself. Like, he's back. Back, back on top, baby. Like, that's what happens when you win the Super Bowl. So happens when you don't bench your best defensive player in the Super Bowl. I mean, well, the best defensive player was Dante Hightower, which no one predicted. Yeah, no, and I want to talk about that, but <laughs> we'll talk about the MVP situation, some other stuff with uh, with Kenny Doyle. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, once again, we'll be talking to Kenny. Real Boston Sports, uh, he's the editor-in-chief of GuyBostonSports.com. We'll be talking to him about the Super Bowl, kind of maybe getting some Pats offseason stuff, maybe not. We'll see, but anyway, you're listening to the Stadium Experience. With Jake Elmsley, when we come back, we're going to just keep digesting here. Slow burn here a little bit. And yeah, we'll see you in just a bit. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Do you know which tree Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans? Which tree Abraham Lincoln used to cross a river? And what tree William Penn used as a landmark for his map? Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. There's an easy way to find out. Go to the National Arbor Day Foundation's website, arborday.org, for whatever you need to know about trees. At arborday.org, you'll find out what trees are right for planting where you live, and that the oak is the people's choice for America's national tree. It was a Sunnybrook oak which Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans. You'll have to go to arborday.org for the other answers. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. That's arborday.org. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Dave Koz for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. When you're traveling during the holidays and see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel of their car, get the car keys. Your friends will thank you for it because friends don't let friends drive drunk. 
public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Dave from the Dave Matthews Band for RAD. When you go out and party, get drunk, then drive, you're not only loaded, you're a loaded weapon. When you celebrate, designate. Choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Glasgow Smoke Shop is Providence's premier smoke shop and vapor lounge, conveniently located at 1842 Smith Street, North Providence. Glasgow Smoke Shop, the best smoking supplies in all of our eyes. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN FM. There'll be a low scoring <laughs> Super Bowl for no good reason. It shouldn't be. But there's nobody's gonna be able to score. Like it's gonna be like three zero at halftime. It's gonna be something really that's, weird. That's a hot take. There, it dude. is. It is. Vegas that's, would disagree with I you. I just thought of it. Jordan, what? Oh, you hear me uh, making some predictions there last week. Uh, you me getting a couple things right. Allegedly. So anyway, though, welcome back, <laughs> Stadium Experience. Jake Helmsley, Jordan Moment here alongside me. We just, uh, yeah, that's, that's a drop right there. We're getting a little more. We're doing some pro style stuff here now. Pro style radio. Oh boy. Production quality has skyrocketed. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, now, now we're in the sixth ring. Now we're in the city of champions. Now I got to work a little harder. Yeah, I would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. <laughs> but, no. So, yeah, it's, well, I thought I'd, I'd want to try to go over and slide that in there a little bit. But, yeah, anyway, you're listening to the Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moment here, just digesting the Patriots game. It's about it's 4.30 right now. If you want to chime in on anything, don't be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946. Anyway, though, with all that out of the way, we are now joined by Kenny Doyle, editor-in-chief of GuyBostonSports.com, good friend of mine. He's been on the show before. And uh, how are you, Kenny? I'm good. I mean, the Patriots just won the Super Bowl, so what's not to feel good about? Good, good. Did you like my uh, Did you like my little prediction there from last week? You like my... I heard that. That's. I got to say, that was pretty impressive. I think you might be the only one that predicted the game would, would go kind of like I that. Did. But, I mean, congratulations. Yeah, that I was do. impressive stuff. When people zig, I zag. What can I say? Like, because <laughs> usually when when people think things are gonna zig, reality zags. So I've just got to tune myself to that. I guess I'm attuned to the universe. Is what right, that yeah, proves, I mean, Jordan? I, I guess so, man. It's it's amazing. It, I, I, I was honestly that you, you pretty because like I mean <laughs> I, I try to be. you know the over under obviously huge point during the uh, going into the game. A lot of people were thinking it was gonna go way over. I don't know where the money uh, nope. late late in the end of that, but nope. I mean yeah, that was impressive. Nope Best stuff. If it doesn't make sense, I'm I'm calling it. That's usually my mo. But anyway, so Kenny, we have you here. Nice to have you. I mean, just like we were talking about it in the last segment here, that it's it's re it's. I have a hard time breaking down Super Bowl. Like it's hard to talk about 
a Super Bowl win for me at least. Yeah. If, I mean, if they lose, yeah, I'm just gonna come in and like bitch and complain about like things that happened on the field. But if they win, I don't really care about getting into like breaking down the game the way I would like a week twelve loss to the Dolphins. Because in the end, like sure. I, I don't care about like criticizing like the players anymore because they won the Super Bowl. So that becomes right. like a matter of like. It's tough to decide, like, when, I guess, is the right time to go into, like, big picture stuff and, like, talk about, like, you know, like, the legacy and all that. But, so, I mean, just, like, I guess, like, just what are your opening thoughts on, like, what are your thoughts, like, your overall thoughts on the game? To get, get, well, get you it. in particular, Jake, because I know you love to criticize them. So when they win, you just you, you win the Super Bowl. There's nothing that you can't anymore, no, it's right? Hard, it's hard. <laughs> I don't love to criticize no. them. I don't. I just. I just feel like I have to when they're doing badly. I feel like I need to point the things out to people so that way they know. And I love to criticize. No, yeah. them. I love reality. I'm just. I love everybody. I'm just joking around. No, I know, but no, but it is though. But when they win, I'm like, I don't. I don't care if people know that. Like, I don't know. Chris Hogan underperformed like within the context of this game like I don't need to know that like it's not gonna matter next week right we're, we're gonna watch no. for that next week like see if it's a trend no it's over like the season's over like we, we can all exactly, calm down yeah. a little bit we, we can I relax think what, you, what you said there it's even harder to break down this game than I think most games because they put up the Rams put up three points yes and you want to look at it and say like personally my first instinct is wow that's an all-time game an all-time defensive game, mm-hmm. but it wasn't performed by an all-time defense. So the Seahawks hold Denver to eight, and you say, wow, all-time game, all-time defense. This is one of the greatest defenses of all time. The Patriots hold the Rams to three, and you come out of it saying, well, this this wasn't what they were all season. If the if this was the Bears, if they played like the Bears had played all season, you would yeah. say, this is one of the greatest defenses of all time. But you come out of it saying, you know, it was kind of a you know mediocre defense. You know, Brian Flores and Bill Belichick, whoever you want to give the credit to, they did an amazing job with the defense. Oh, absolutely. I think I love the blitzes they dialed up. I think Miami. If you're talking about the team that should feel the second best after coming out of that Super Bowl after the season ends, it should be Miami. They should feel pretty good about well, the, well, the no. person again. And a lot of people want to say who gets more credit, Belichick or Flores. I mean, Flores. He wasn't the DC, but his actual title was defensive play caller. So the plays you saw on the field were called by defensive, but were called by Brian Flores. Uh, whether you like, whether people you know want to kind of admit to that or not, that's just what his title is. Now the game plan you can go back and forth on of who who had more impact on that. It was probably Belichick, but yeah, I mean the game itself it's very difficult to break down just because I, it wasn't how you would have expected that game to go. I guess it was how you would have expected that yes, game no, to go, but for most and no, and people, I about this, it's going to be a little higher going. And I talked about this. I'm going to be writing about this in the next couple of days. I talked about this earlier in the show that, like, this was the Super Bowl that this team deserved, that, like, this yeah. Patriots team, like, deserved because it right. was ugly and hard to watch and not what we're used to seeing. Mm, but yeah. they won. Yeah. Like, any other, like any other two teams in the Super Bowl, I'm like, this Super Bowl makes no sense. But, like... Right. With this Patriots team, yeah, like this, this, this is the one. Like this is what they, the Patriots, like this Patriots team did not deserve like a forty to thirty-five blowout. Like yeah, and it was forty an to thirty-five season, shootout. and it was an ugly Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like, totally it all, like it, like it was an ugly season from the Patriots. The rest of the NFL like was revolutionizing itself. It was becoming this like new exciting product, and then like oh, like here comes in, you know, old Belichick with his leather helmets to sh- to, pl- to run, to run like, what do you say they were running forty-two dives. 32 dives. 32 dives. Whatever it is. I don't know. Old-timey football. Don't you mean real yeah. football? Yeah. Real, real old. Yeah, real cloud of dust. Just Belichick just to come in and do something entirely different and drag the whole league down in the suffering. Because we as Americans yeah. in 2019 do not deserve happiness. We do not deserve a good Super Bowl. 
We deserve right. this game. We deserved Adam Levine. Like this is this is it really like this is what we deserve. Like this was perfect. Really, like this was poetic. Yeah. I mean, it was honestly, and what you said there makes so much sense. How the league, it just, it, it did have this revolutionary feel. I mean, you know, you had two offenses in this game that were top twenty offenses all time. If you just go by points per game, the, sure. the I think the Chiefs were fourth and the Rams were twentieth. In ter- if you just go by, you know, where they ranked in points per game all time. So the the two, you know, revolutionary teams, and you get to the postseason, and all those top three teams, the Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs. All these teams that looked like they were a step above the Patriots, they all really underperformed in the playoffs. They, they, I mean, the only dominant game any of those teams had was the maybe the Rams against the Cowboys. Like, other no, than it's, that, it's frustrating because I want to be able to hold the Patriots to a standard at some point. Like, I right. like because I want to be able to, like, hey, like they had a bad year. Like, I think it's like unfair to like peg them the Super Bowl favorite just because they have all this experience in the playoffs. Because I want to be yeah. fair, but then what? What the hell do I know? Like it's fine. Like I'm wrong. Like it's not fair. It's not fair. Everything yeah. sucks for everybody who's not here. Like take like take your medicine and eat this wing tea, and that'll be it. Yeah, I think for a New England perspective, it's not very easy to break down this game because the, really it's the same things that you take away from New England side of the same thing we've been saying forever. Bill Belichick's yeah. the greatest coach ever. Yeah, you just, know all this stuff we've been talking about forever. Just, I think I, the big takeaways are from the Rams side. Yes, well, hang on, hang on, though. About. Hang on, though. I do want to get that, because that is, like, kind of the next thing I want to move into. Try to structure right, this. Right. I want to talk about this is who overall on either side, and anybody, player, owner, anybody, who gained the most from this game? Like, yeah. to their legacy, yeah. to their career, to, like, earn them more money? Like, who, and then who lost the most? Like, who just suffered? Like, who took, who suffered the most? Because I think... I talked about this earlier. I think who gained the most is easily Belichick. Like any, you know, residue anger people felt from the Malcolm Butler situation last Super Bowl, which is very justifiable. I really still shouldn't be forgiving, but even then, like, that should at least, like, he at least, like, made good on that. I'm not saying he made up for it, but at least a decision he made lost him a Super Bowl. Then this year, like, this Super Bowl was all Belichick. This season was all Belichick. Right, like the fact yeah, that from, team- from his from his career perspective, he needed a signature Super Bowl win because I, I I was saying actually before the game, if you look at the last five Super Bowls before this, you can make the case that Belichick got out game planned in all of them, in every single one. The three losses, obviously, mm-hmm. and then the two wins. He was down ten going into the fourth in one of those games, and he was down twenty five in one of the other games. Interesting. So, last five Super Bowls before this, Belichick. Just got out coached. He got out. Now the Seahawks game, maybe not at the end. At the end, he, you know, you can say he Jedi mind tricked Pete Carroll, whatever one people want to say. But fine, yeah, he, he, Pete Carroll threw on the one. They threw on the one. If if they don't do that, he brought. You can say he got out coached in that game. But for a dumb coaching decision like that, yeah, he out coached the team that didn't hand off to Marshawn Lynch. I'll give you that. But game plan wise, he was down ten going to the fourth in that game. And you know, in this game, he comes out and he completely destroys Sean McVay. Yes. And, you oh, know, mentally and physically. And, yes. So it's hard for me to say he gained the most because he was already on such a high pedestal, but he did need this signature win. But well, who else is there? Is, is there somebody else then who you look at and you're like, nah, like maybe this? Because 
I mean, it's it's tough to say. I, I would have to say Brian Flores just because I don't really think there's anyone else I can point to. Sony okay. Michelle didn't gain that much in this game. Uh, you know what? Actually, I have a no, no. We that. I want to talk about that in a minute too. I want to get into that. So save your thoughts. So no, okay. we both have some thoughts on that. Save save the run game stuff for a minute. I got another. I got. I do have a better answer. <laughs> I should I send so. you the rundown Julian before you come on. The most in this game. Okay. Julian Edelman gained the most in this game, and okay. it's not close because Julian Edelman. I was having the conversation before. But after the Chargers game, I was having the conversation when he moved into second all-time in postseason receptions. I kind of asked the question: Does does is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? Mm-hmm. Because that's you know it, that's an impressive ranking to be mm-hmm. second all-time in postseason receptions. And people bring up the regular season numbers, and that's fair. And look, I, I don't know how much longer Julian Edelman is going to play. I don't think anybody does. But I will say this: that when we talk about the guys who are going to retire soon. He's not very widely talked about in that in that aspect. I think people talk about Hightower retiring before they mm-hmm. talk about him retiring. I think people talk about Devin McCourty retiring before they talk about Edelman retiring. It seems like Edelman is going to play for a little while longer. If he plays four more seasons and averages about 80 receptions a season, which Oof. is pretty normal for him, he would be top 30 all time in receptions. So he, he could, if he plays a few more seasons, he can get there. But I think from this game specifically, Julian Edelman needed the Super Bowl MVP to have a real shot at the Hall of Fame. He okay. needed that award. He needed that on his resume. Once people get to the counting stats and the you know all pros and the Pro Bowl selections, those aren't going to be there for him. But the you know the playoff performance, the big moments, I always say this kind of, and I think I heard it somewhere, and it's a great point. Can you tell the story of the sport without mentioning that guy's name? And Julian Edelman has now had two staples uh, in Super Bowls, the Super Bowl, the catch he had against Atlanta, a mm-hmm. staple in NFL history, and he's the Super Bowl MVP in that. Go ahead, he scored so a go ahead Super touchdown Bowl, in, the, in Super Bowl Forty Nine. So if you want to include that one, you can. I, you I can do. include that one too. Caught Three a game winner. I know it gets staples. lost to Malcolm Butler, but he caught a game winner. It's still a game winner. Yeah. If there's two minutes left in the game. So he's he's been huge in all these Super Bowls. So I I think that th- those things should probably get him in whether they do or not okay. I don't know we'll eventually see but okay. I mean those those are huge for his from him for him from a legacy perspective Belichick and he he had a great performance it goes on his legacy but I don't know how much he really can how much he has left to gain you know but he did gain a little bit but I I think Edelman gained probably the most Okay and then the next one, I mean, then, then it comes to who lost the most, and is who it... Who lost the most? I mean, is people it, are going to say... People have been saying McVay and Goff, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's... Those guys, yeah. look, I they're both really young. I, I, I just think they weren't ready for this game. I don't think they lost a ton. McVay probably, he lost a little bit of his shine. You know, a lot of people were hyping him up as, the, the, you know, the next great... The, mm-hmm. the next Belichick. A lot of people said this is the, the old Belichick versus the new Belichick. You know, the next one up, and it's... You know, and McVay just he, he got his he got his lunch handed to him, and he was he was terrible in this game. Well, see, I don't, I don't think he was terrible in this awful. game at all. McVay, yeah. I mean, Patriot, the Patriots didn't get into the red zone until they took fifty three well, yeah, minutes for any team to get into the red zone. But his offense didn't do anything. Like the guy was the guy's touted as like being this like offensive guru, and he'll come in and make your team. And if you have a young quarterback, you want to make get a new offense, you got to bring in a McVay guy, and then for them to go in and. Yeah, Not. and McVay is really only coaching the offense. I mean, Wade Phillips is in charge well, of that defense. Anytime they were on defense, the camera shot went to him. The camera shot went to Phillips. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't buy it because I do think that McVay does do more. As, as I think he's like a complete coach, which is something that kind of gets lost. People want to talk about like, oh, you just want to get like an offense. Yeah, he's guy. more complete than defensive like guy. But case, like, no, but, but no, like if the offense like falls apart, like that is like that's on McVay. Like that's pretty yeah. firmly on McVay and for them to do nothing. And I don't really think the Patriots did anything super, super innovative defensively. Like, you would have, 
you would think that he could. No, could've... look, it it just came down to look. You know what? You know what's a great example of that is this. Look at the first half of the two Chiefs games, or look at the first half of the Chargers game. Mm-hmm. Even the, the Patriots shut down good offenses this season in the first half, and they did the same thing to the Rams. But those teams were able to adjust in the second half, and they averaged the, in the second half only. In the second half only, in those three games they played against the Chiefs and the Chargers, they averaged 27.7 points in the second half. Just in the second mm-hmm. half, the Rams people the Rams didn't adjust. If the, the Patriots have been bad once teams adjust to what they're doing, and the Rams, for whatever reason, couldn't. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's the thing that really stands out from that perspective. But I still won't say it's just that now you have the Goff ba- or McVay lost the most. It's just now you have, like, then, like, the next day, like, the Bengals have to, like, introduce Zach Taylor as a new yeah. head coach. And be like, oh, look, we got a McVay guy! Yeah. This team scored yeah, three. No. Th- this is a guy who coached Goff! Right. Yeah, and this and you you know I, I so I but I look at it and like I said they're still young I still think they have plenty of time to grow they just they they weren't ready for this game they're oh too, absolutely you know, they're too young for the game pretty much and and they got exposed for it but if I have to pick the guy who really lost the most in this game I mean it's Matt Patricia <laughs> uh, because Brian Flores and it's really been an all season thing because yeah, Brian it's, it's Flores like, has looked much better it's like I mean it looks like the players want to play for him I you know I I think Brian Flores if you know if I'm saying Brian Flores gained. A lot in this game, as I kind of alluded to, I think Matt Patricia definitely. But he's not a rocket scientist, Kenny. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Patriots coordinators are all just interchangeable automatons. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you excited for Greg Schiano? That make I don't care. Like I want to be mad about it, and I can't bring myself to be mad about it. Like I want, like I want to like be mad about it because he's kind of a bad person and i don't think he's like a great choice as a coach but like i don't care like it's like because yeah. in the end like it's just not gonna matter like they're gonna slide him in and the defense is gonna look no different and i just like i know right now brian flores is the patriots assistant who's different but every patriots assistant was the one who's different and the one who's gonna be a great coach until he's gone it's just yeah. like until i see like <laughs> brian flores like leading the dolphins like to the playoffs multiple times i'm just still gonna be like eh. It's a Belichick assistant. He's just going to go down to the underground bunker, get another one, start groomed, and then that'll be it. So, ah, like, I want like I want to be mad about Greg Schiano. I really do. But I just, eh, it'll it'll be the same. It'll be the same. They'll just get, they'll get rid of some of the players, and it'll, Belichick will end up doing all the work, and that'll be it. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's hard to say that anybody lost more than, like, either. Go- I almost want to say Goff lost more because, like, they can replace, they'll replace Goff a lot quicker than they'll replace McVay, I feel. Right. I mean, I just think Goff is, he's kind of just like a young Matt Ryan to me. I mean, if Matt Ryan was in the Super Bowl in his third year instead of his ninth year, I think Matt Ryan probably would have looked like that. So, uh, but, like, uh, like, you know, like that, though, like, how to score the least points in Super Bowl history? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to attribute that just to him being young. Like, I get I it mean, if he just didn't have a look, great game. But Matt I mean, Ryan my... wasn't that good. Matt Ryan wasn't that good. Yeah, but to do that you know, little in... need time to grow. Yeah, but to do that little in... Like, to do that little in any game, I'm not going to attribute... Oh, just too big of a stage. To score three points to, like, just... They did nothing. They didn't get into the red zone once. Like, I think even, like... That's compared to the Patriots who got into the red zone exactly once. Exactly. That's... Wow. But no, I'm just that's, saying... That's, that's, that's the standard here? That's the yes, bar, apparently. That's, that's the bar, Jake? Who, it's a higher bar who, than what they who, achieved. Who took 53 Look, minutes to get into the red zone? Plan and, but, just, you know, on the one hand, you can say, well, Matt Ryan isn't that bad. I mean, this is the worst Super Bowl performance in history. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan scored 28 points. Blow, yeah, Matt Ryan had the worst blown lead in Super Bowl history, so he doesn't have a good Super well, Bowl. Well, no, Matt Ryan's uh, coach. Either, Dan but. Quinn blew the Super Bowl for them. 
I mean, look, you, it's you know, just you, like, we, I, we're I, having the same argument of who blew the Super Bowl, Sean McVay or Like, Garrett I just can't Goff, sit here and be like, oh, well, no, 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 no. I will definitively tell you that Dan Quinn blew that Super Bowl. Oh, no, I will, I will give you that full on. Dan Quinn's an idiot, but. I mean, Matt Ryan was the one who took that sack that put him out of field goal range. They were the end, throwing right? it. Why were they throwing it to begin with? Don't take the sack. You can go Don't back throw and the ball. They should have been there in that position to be. I'm not going to argue about that right Ryan now. Too. We're not arguing about Super Bowl 51 right now. Okay. That's for, when, that's for 20 years from now when we're comparing weird crap. But when we're both in like the burnt down husk of the Boston Globe building. Sure. Typing away to, for nobody. Yeah, some 20 year old in terms of like, what are these guys talking about? Dan the Quinn? Bu- there's no building. This, this is Dan Quinn, the, the coach Society's collapsed in the nuclear fallout. We're just pretending to run a newspaper. What's the newspaper yeah, in yeah. Fallout for, Jordan? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, well, that one. <laughs> the TB Times. Come on, no, Jordan. <laughs> I, need, I need you for something here. <laughs> this, is your, this is your thing, Jordan. So I don't remember what the paper in Fallout 4 was. I haven't played Fallout 4 in like six months. What was the name of the girl who wrote for it? Piper. I love Piper. <laughs> Big Piper guy. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just can't fathom how you can, how like anybody can be rattled enough to only put up three points. Well, six to have a yeah. field goal, but no. I don't. No, yeah, Ryan Gosling looked terrible in that game. He did. He but did. No, like I just, <laughs> uh, like I, it, that'll be hard for Goff to come back from. Like that, that's yeah. hard to come back from. Like I don't. I don't know you can look at that and just be like, ah, he just needs a little more seasoning. Then he'll score like I mean, 10 look, points you know, I, I think that people have kind of come to the consensus that Goff might not be the brightest guy in the world. And I think that guy, people like that kind of just tend to let go of things a little quicker. They tend to have kind of shorter memories. So I don't think this is going to stick with Goff as much as it would someone who, you know, is a, a little bit cere- more cerebral, maybe like a Peyton mm-hmm. Manning or something. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I, you know, I, I think that, uh, I, I, like I said, I, 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 I kind of chalk it up to you because you look at this Rams team the whole season, they were really good. A lot of people want to say Cooper Cup's loss was kind of the reason their <laughs> offense wasn't all there. But, you know, I, I generally think that the Rams, uh, their offense is just, uh, you know, it had a terrible game against one of the greatest coaches of all time. And I don't think you can really – Say they're they're that fraudulent because oh no I'm not willing to do that I mean I still I still love McVeigh like I still buy into McVeigh a hundred percent like I I am still all on with him I just I I don't I don't, I don't know I I I yeah. was a big golf guy but look it's not a bad model if you want to say let's get go let's let go of golf and let's try to you know draft another guy and keep spending big everywhere else and we keep a quarterback on a rookie contract well I see mean, I was prepared you see, they want to go also if they lost this game I was prepared to come in and tell you like that's how you build teams now you dumb Patriots you can't just you only pay. I was prepared to come in and explain how that's how you build teams now, if they lost, but they won. So now I'm like, ah, I guess just do whatever. There are no trends. You're you're dumb if you try to find trends because trends are only trends until they're not. Right. So like it's just dumb. Like I'm done. I should stop trying to find like trends in team building. Like after the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, everybody was like, oh, just run the ball a lot and get a good defense and don't spend on the quarterback. And then everybody was like, oh no, Russell Wilson's actually just really really good. Whoops. Looks like you do need a quarterback again. Basically, all team building trends are just based around teams trying to convince themselves that you don't need a quarterback to win. And they tend to turn out to be wrong. Yeah. And then the Patriots just yeah. win. And then the Patriots just win the Super Bowl again inexplicably. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then while everybody's trying to figure that out, Belichick just sneaks on in there and plays for the nineteen forty five Heisman. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so 
Yeah, you want to dive into some off-season stuff. Because like I said, I, 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 could, I mean, I guess we could just analyze this game forever and ever, but I just don't have that many thoughts on it. It's probably just dull and boring. But anyway, so we do want to move into the off-season bit while we still have you. Because I know you want to talk about this. And now that – because I love talking about off-season stuff. I am, I am a person. Oh, I love it. Me too. But, no, I mean, moving in with that, the, they're looking at it, and they don't have – well, the Patriots have a, a few free agents. They obviously have a lot of holes still, especially on offense, apparently. I think – you know, I, like the Patriots did, like Lawson and all this, that the Patriots were kind of exposed offensively in a lot of areas, especially like at receiver, which was like what we talked about for like the first half of the season. And then it kind of got better. But I think this game still proves that the Patriots still really need receivers, right. especially like if Gronk retires, which I still probably think is going to happen. I just can't see Gronk try, like wanting to gut out a whole nother season. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, maybe well, he. Re- what? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see on all those guys. You know, the big uh, there's there's a few big ones. You got Trey Flowers, obviously he's up. Trent Brown, Joe Thune, two guys on the, that uh, amazing offensive line. Jason McCordy is up. What do you want to well, do with him? I mean, McCord. I mean, I mean, got to hear both McCordys were talking about maybe retiring after the Super Bowl. Yeah. More Jason than Devin, but even then, but I mean, just yeah. to go back to the receivers for just a minute, just to, I guess I kind of want to start with that. The yeah, I mean they got yeah. exposed. Like they couldn't, they couldn't go outside even a little bit. No, even a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean Hogan, 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 it was not a good day for Hogan. And, Hogan did you know, nothing. I mean, I don't, overall, I, you, I know you're the you're the president of the Dorset fan club. Oh but, yeah, I mean I'll get to Dorset. Yeah, I mean look, so Dorset is up, Patterson's up, Hogan's up. All, pretty much all those guys are up. Oh, the only one left on the roster is going to be Edelman. If you want to count Braxton Berrios, you're more than welcome to. But yeah, I mean as far as what they should do. I like I, like you said. I, you know I'm a Dorset guy. I would keep him even outside of the fact that you know whether you whether you think he's you know gonna gonna be a key contributor or not. I mean, you you at least somebody. have to admit that you at least have to admit he's been a consistent option when he's been on the field. And you know I, I think they could turn him into a good value player. So I I personally think if you can get him for a low value for two or three years, they should jump on that and they should you know really give him some more playing time and see if he can blossom because then you'd have a I think a really good receiver on a good contract. Hogan, they can let go of. Patterson is kind of a take him or leave him guy for me. You know, uh, on the outside in the care. locker room, he doesn't seem like somebody that really fits their team. But on the field, it, he absolutely does. He certainly helped them, yeah. and he's versatile. They yeah. love versatile guys. They yeah. love guys that they can put, you know, I can put him a running back. I can put him a kick return. I can put him wide receiver. He does all these different jobs, and he only costs this much. And, you know, I, I, he basically does three jobs for us. And it's like, okay, yeah, you, you, I mean, you know. But uh, so him, I, I can definitely see them falling in love with that and wanting to re-sign him. But, you know, other, but outside of those guys, there are some people on the free agency market they should definitely look at. I mean, Cole Beasley is obviously a guy that a lot of people have longed for here. He's a free agent. Randall Cobb is a free agent and seems like, they're, he, you know, he's their type of receiver. The Packers tried to trade him last preseason, so it seems like they're done with him. And Robbie Anderson for the Jets is a guy I've been really impressed by, and he, you know, he's also a freedom. So well, I mean, I listen, they need get him. they need somebody who can get any modicum of separation. Like no, yeah. nobody on the team can even begin to get themselves open. Chris Hogan's never been able to do that, and even then, even Edelman, I can't say I'm like a hundred percent confident into going into next year. If anything, just because like. When the steroids flush out of his system and he's 33 years old, <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I mean, like I said, it, like, you know, he might come back this year and be okay, but now going into next season, 
I, I can't I can't I'm definitely not gonna lock him in. Like I'm not gonna be like, yeah, you got Edelman, so you're, you're set at receiver. Like they need like they should like the best thing for this team to do would be to like add like somebody legit at receiver. Not like not even like somebody else's like like crap that they're throwing away. Like they could stand to get like another like legit receiver. Yeah, I mean if you're looking for that, I mean there aren't there aren't really many places you can go in free agency. The the best receivers out there are in free agency are gonna be like Randall Cobb, I think Amari Cooper, guys like that. Um and I don't know how Ooh, I don't think Amari Cooper would guys. be no Amari Cooper isn't a free agent. He's not a free agent. He got re signed by the they signed a new extension. No, he had another year left on his deal. Oh he does, all right. Got me excited there for a second, Kenny. I thought the Rams. I thought the Rams traded him on expiring. That's why I was. That's why I figured they traded him. But all right, fair enough. But the, yeah. The, so I mean, yeah. Golden Tate then is the best guy out there. Well, really, I'd love, I think go- you're at I'd the love Golden or- Tate. Well, wait a minute. I'd love Golden Tate. I'm so mad they didn't trade for Golden Tate. I don't know. I'm not a big Golden Tate guy to be honest with Oof. you. But I mean, I, I would look in the draft if they if they do want to look for a, you know yeah. a, a kind of a, a receiver they can really integrate. You know, a guy like Hollywood Brown. I've really liked at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he. I think he's been great, and he would be. A guy that I'd love to bring in here, and then obviously there's Hunter Renfro, who people have had their yep. eyes on for the Patriots forever. He's supposed to go, you know, third, fourth roundish, and you know he's a guy that a, a ton of Patriots fans yeah, love. Clemson, so. right? I mean, yeah, he was a Clemson yep, yep, guy yep. that he caught the touchdown pass from Deshaun Watson. And all of a sudden, people people are like, oh, Hunter Renfro, he'd be great on the Patriots, you know? And, yeah, you know, because he's used to winning or whatever. So that's but no, that's I mean, like, like I would like to see them like actually invest in that position for once. Like, I mean, like it's kind of like back to what we talked about like the first half of this season. But yeah, I'd still like to see them maybe like actually invest at that position to some degree. Right. Degrees. I mean, look, they they kind of tried to with Brandon Cooks, and yeah. I, you know, I was I was firmly kind of on the side of. You know they they were they, they they should have paid Brandon Cooks or not that they, so much they should have paid him but it would have been nice to keep him because I I don't think he was worth what Sammy Watkins got and if that's I, I can understand from their standpoint of he wasn't worth what, what he got at, yeah if that's what the market was being set at get out from under Brandon Cooks you do not want to pay him that money but I I always thought hey you know keep him on the team another year he was still very he, and a lot of people were like oh he was bad here he was not good he was not good here he had over a thousand yards here I always was kind of on the team of no Brandon Cooks was good here and he would be good here if he stayed. And after that Super Bowl, I mean, look, it was good defense and everything like that. He had two touchdowns touch his hands in the Brandon end. Brandon Cooks would have been he, very helpful for the Patriots. That being said, yes, whether, he was not very helpful for the Rams. Look, wh- look, whether or not he caught the whether whether or not it was good defense or not, or he should have caught the balls or not, he didn't fight for the balls. I mean, he he did not he he he, has, he does not fight for football. And you know, I, so I, I going into that game, I would have told you. Brandon Cooks would be a nice to have on the team right now. Coming out of it, I look at it and say they they were right to get rid of this guy because he is he's not a tough player. He doesn't fight for the football, and that's just not going to work in the NFL really, uh, unless you're you know flying around like the Rams and when you need to win the big games. He he didn't really show up. So I think that that's. I mean, look, he had a he had over 100 yards in the game, but a lot of that was garbage time yardage, and mm-hmm. you know it didn't help the Rams score. So uh, fake yardage, you know, that's what I would say. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I just, I wasn't. Uh, Brandon Cooks, my whole perspective on him changed in that game. But yeah, I mean, that's what that's the wide receiver position. I think that, you know, like I said, Robbie Anderson, Cole Beasley, and Randall Cobb are the guys that I would kind of look for in free agency for them to target if if they're going to target anybody. All right, and then I mean, then otherwise, I mean, I'd like the two biggest free agency teams then become, you know, Trent Brown, Trey Flowers, and I mean, the Patriots are going to have to pay to retain both of those guys. I mean, Trent, yeah, Trent Brown. Brown's an interesting one to me because I'd be interested to see if he gets as much as Nate Solder got. Or yes. He, you know, oh, he'll have a huge it. market for a left tackle in this league who just had the kind of season he did at his age. Absolutely. 
He's gonna yeah, they, people I are gonna be knocking I, down the doors to sign Trent Brown. For whatever reason, I just feel like he he's not he doesn't have as much buzz around him as Nate Solder did going into the offseason, which I think he's a lot better than Nate Solder. Oh, I, I think I've other people think that. that. And I mean, look, they have Isaiah Wynn, who obviously was a first round pick oh, for them, God, so no. they kind of have a fail safe in that regard. I'm not and, gonna you know, call I, I'm not gonna call the, the the guy coming off a torn Achilles who hasn't played yet. I don't, let's not slot him in as, as the next left tackle for the Patriots yet. I mean is uh, the I'm guard. not sure how much the, the I'm guard. not sure how much an Achilles can really affect Win, but look, I'll say Jordan. they draft him in the first round. They're going to want to use him regardless of how good he is. Chime so in on this one. He, As a former left he's tackle, he's going to be healthy. You need he's going to be healthy. They're going to want to use him. <laughs> so this is what I kind of, I kind of look at it and say, you know, you have Thuni, you have Brown as a free agent. You sign one of those guys, and Win he can play guard or tackle. So you play him at whatever one you can't retain, and that's the way I kind of look at that. But to me, I mean, Trey Flowers is the most interesting one because they need to retain him. I mean, and the question to me becomes, do you want to franchise Trey Flowers? Do you is want it, to do it? Because it, I don't think they'll franchise him. You 50, it's going to cost you $15 million to franchise him, which is the second highest number for any position for franchise. See, so, if anything, just because I don't, this Belichick does not like to franchise players, so I don't think I... And Trey right, Flowers... I mean, he's done it in the past, though. He's Trey done, Flowers... He did it with Wes Welker. Yeah... Well, he didn't keep him though. But you know, because but you know, regardless well, of whether Belichick wants to or not, let's just let's just ask the question anyway. Do you want to pay fifteen million for well, one see, year of thing. a likely disgruntled Trey Flowers? I think they would actually have a have. I think they might have a better chance to retain Trey Flowers, if anything, because of two uh, things. Well, look, look. I'll tell you. Well, let, let me tell. Let me tell. Because one Hold thing, on, I, I, I want to say this first. I've been okay. told by someone who spoke with a member of the Trey Flowers family, Ooh. and they were very non-committal on him resigning. That's what I can say. They were they were very. Cold. That is, uh, okay. Someone asked him just point blank. It, you know, tells Flowers to resign. They were just kind of just you know fan thing, and uh, the you know the family member in question was was not very uh, warm. With well, that's response. It. it. You hear that, Jordan? He's non-committal. He doesn't want to be here. He hates Boston. We don't need him. Exactly. Just like Kyrie, we don't need him because he doesn't want to be here with every fiber in his. He doesn't bleed red, white, and blue. Don't need him. But, ooh, sources, Kenny. I like that. You hear that, Jordan? We got sources for the second week in a row. Last week, I had sources. This week, somebody came with sources. This is becoming a legitimate news program. (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, they they made it sound like Flowers was definitely kind of planning on leaving. Or at least isn't like like they're not going to get a discount to keep Flowers. That's how that sounds to me. That's not what it sounds like. I mean, you Ooh. never know, but the, Ooh, okay. the family member made it sound. You know, I I, I think the, the I don't know. I'm not sure what the exact quote was at the moment, but they they did say, you know, we understand it's a business, and he said, yeah, yeah, it's it's a business. So Ooh. they they, but it okay. seems like he's kind of planning to leave. So uh, th- that's just what it looks like. And look, I mean, there are teams out there, the Colts and the Jets, who would love to steal flowers from the Patriots, and if they do. I mean, that Patriots defensive line isn't looking too hot. You'd be left with Dietrich Wise, Adrian Claiborne, Lawrence Guy, and Derek Rivers on the roster at defensive line. So they need Trey Flowers. So much so that if signing Flowers means they have to cut either Devin McCourty if he doesn't retire or Dante Hightower, they should do it. I think that the best you can hope for on Flowers is probably four years, $62 million with $40 million guaranteed, and I would do that if I was them. Well, you see, I do. There is like there is a little bit going for the Patriots that makes them maybe think they might have a a decent chance. Even when you're telling me to make me feel great, but like just from looking at the whole league, I do have a few things. One, there are a decent amount of pass rushers in free agency this season. You know, yeah, 
Demarcus Lawrence, Frank Clark, you know, Ezekiel Alonza. And then D the Ford. Def oh, D Ford as well. But then, and then yeah. the other thing is that, you know, pass rusher is one of those premium positions. Trey Flowers isn't really like a pro prototypical pass rusher. Like Trey, I mean, Trey Flowers' role is not to get 15 or so sacks a season. He does a lot of great things. That's why he's a great fit for this team. But there might be teams that look at him and be like, listen, like we're looking to get that guy who's going to be getting to the quarterback, you know, 10, 11 times a game. That's not really Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers is going to get to well, the quarterback, then stop the run, then just kind of, you know, cover a guy. Like, maybe that's not so much what some of these other teams are looking for to pay, you know, $48 million for four years of. Maybe. Well, look, I mean, it might be something the Patriots are willing to pay fourteen million oh, yes. for you, right? I mean, exactly. I mean, hey, you know, it's what it's all you got. You're talking about the guy that's led your team in sacks for the last three seasons. In exactly. A row. Like he's worth so, more uh, to the hey, Patriots. You know, he's one of those guys where I feel like he's worth more to the Patriots than any other team. Well, I mean, he may not have the counting numbers, but you know, that that's not what they really asked the defensive lineman to do. Like you said, they want you to set the edge and contain and all that stuff. I mean, look yeah. at Chandler Jones. Yeah. He left and he started putting up these massive sack numbers in Arizona. And is that because? He was suddenly an elite pass rusher with them, or well, because I think Chandler Jones he got was to the Cardinals and they let him freely chase the quarterback. Yeah, well, when Chandler Jones was here, I thought he was a, more of a pure pass rusher. But hey, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I, I thought that was more his game when he was here, anyway. But right, I, I, I do too. But I don't think they let him play it that much. And I think once he got to Arizona, they did, and he put up better numbers. Okay, and I think no, that's kind okay. of the same thing you could say with Flowers. Maybe it's not his game as much, but I think if a team says. You know, if he gets to a new team, I think his sack numbers would go up just because of how differently the Patriots run things with their defensive line. Oh, I mean, no, like, like, if, look at it. like if I'm another team, I want Trey Flowers on my team. But I'm yeah. like, may, maybe there's that chance. You know, maybe that yeah, like if team might want, might be looking more for like a Demarcus Lawrence type than a Trey Flowers type. But yeah, you're kind of scaring me here, Kenny. And yeah, and they no, like they that's bad. Like that's that's real bad if they lose him. Because I was saying, even if they keep him, they need to be looking for another guy to kind of put out there. Because Adrian Claiborne sucks. Oh and I God. told everybody he was going to suck when they signed him. And they went and mm -hmm. did it. And everybody got excited because everybody's stupid. And I'm still mad you know, about he, it. He had that, what, four or five sack game against that Cowboys backup tackle. It was a six and... sack game against oh, Jason God. Garrett, who didn't adjust once that entire and, you game know, this is, never double team never put zeke in there and everybody's like oh he's such a good pass rusher no he isn't adrian claiborne is like trey flowers or trey flowers with a 75 overall and here's the thing is i kind of you know i heard i heard a counter to that which was his pressure numbers were no. pretty consistent outside of this you know if you don't, don't look at the sack numbers you just look at the pressure percentage that was pretty consistent so it's not also as homie can't overrated. set the edge for the life of him. He was terrible this season. He QBs who could who were mobile just kept breaking contain on him so much he did not even care about containing the quarterback. I can't believe that they signed a guy who couldn't do that. So, I mean, yeah, he was bad. He was bad. Like, no, people are like, oh, he's a Patriots player because he's not really a pure pass rusher. It's like, no, it's not that he's not a it's not that he's not a pure pass rusher. It's just that he's bad at everything, yeah. including pass rushing. And the live stream just quit on me. That's not cool. Oh well, but. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't like Adrian Claiborne. I'm don't know how that contract's looking, but they're still under money for that. So that's yikes. But he might be like number one on your depth chart next year. Gross. Right. Unless Derek Rivers does something or Dietrich Wise does. Oh, he's only making. Oh, he now. Oh, his cap is only five. Oh, they can get out. Wait, they have an out with two million in dead cap. Get out. 
get out from under that contract, Bill. But yeah, I I don't I don't know. I guess Trey Flowers is leaving though, so that's sad. I guess I guess Trey Flowers doesn't bleed red, white, and blue, and thus is a heathen and should never even step foot in New England. Mm-hmm. Is um is what is what you're telling me here, Kenny? Yeah, I mean, look, he he, I'd love to keep him too. You know, I think if they paid him, he would stay. But I I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's going to look for much of a discount. It sounds like Trey Flowers is trying to get paid. He doesn't okay. really care what's from. Oh, so. oh so, so now that's okay. That's what I thought it was. You got me. Okay, when I when I tried to ask you if that was the case, you were like, oh, no, no, he just doesn't like it here. No, they, they, they okay. No, I, I don't think, I think he's fine with it here. I, okay. I think that it, it was more just, it's a business and it's just whoever pays him the most. That's kind of what it was okay. trying to convey. Okay. Well, and I think that. that there are teams out there that'll pay him. I think, you know, there are teams out there that, like you said, they want pass rush and, yeah, there's a ton of guys on the market, but there's a lot of teams with cap space too. So we'll see. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's this? Rob Ryan is back in the league. Oh boy! Yeah, he's uh, isn't he the linebackers coach for Inside Washington? Inside linebackers coach for the Redskins. Yeah. Oh boy, that's that exciting. Spicy. That's exciting. We got a Ryan. We got the Ryan's back in the league. Just what humanity needed. Just what we. Just what Washington needs. <laughs> just what Dan Gilbert. Just what Chubba the Hut deserves. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you got anything left you want to talk about, Gang? Got anything left on your mind? Got any more spicy inside sources? Eh? Uh, no, not really right now, but you can check out. I posted a trade column on Guy Boston Sports ahead of tomorrow's trade deadline in the NBA. Wrote it last week. Uh, a ton of stuff happened in the NBA that kind of ruined it, so I had to revise it, and that's up right now. So you can head over to the Twitter if you do want to check that out because I was able to fix fix that up today. Yeah, and check him out at on Twitter at KJ Doyle GBS. That's KJ Doyle DBS. Kenny Doyle, once again, the editor-in-chief for GuyBostonSports.com, and it's been great hearing from you, Kenny. Thanks for having me on. All right, always glad to have you, even on the last minute. So we'll be seeing you, all right, bud? All right, thank you, guys. So that was Kenny Doyle we were just speaking to. And once again, Jordan, he brought a source. He did bring a source. Nothing jazzes me up more than a source. Mm-hmm. Somebody talking to the family. Whose family are you talking to, Jordan? I have not talked to anybody's family. Yeah, you get nothing? I got nothing. Yeah, going to go find like the McCordy's mom or something and ask her if her son's going to retire? Uh, He probably should retire. You think? Yeah. I don't know. He's got some money left on that deal. Eh. He's got some money left to make. I don't. I don't think the Patriots are are, are going. I don't, I don't think. I don't think the general condition of the New England Patriots are improving. <laughs> let's 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 be honest. You here. see, I'd like to say that. We see now. I'm just done doubting. Let's let's be honest here. Yeah, you got you. You won it with eleven and five, but you you're not. You know. Mm, he's got thirteen million left on that contract. He's got one more year left of thirteen million. <laughs> I might just collect that and retire after that. Like I, I'd rather go out a Super Bowl champion in my penultimate year See, with Jay, an extra thirteen. Gonna happen. It's gonna be like March, and then it's gonna be draft season, and then you're gonna be like, oh, here's everybody the Patriots gonna draft, and then we're gonna watch the draft, and they're not gonna draft anybody, and then it's the cycle's gonna repeat, and then we'll be back in February <laughs> and be like, I guess we're all just idiots and haters. Yeah. And I guess we sh- and then we'll except this time they'll go like ten and six. <laughs> then they'll be taken down, and uh, then like be be like the Dolphins because apparently they're good now. Because <laughs> they got because they got one got a Patriots assistant. That's the key to success. Yeah, and they they're able to go like eight and eight and just squeeze in, and because the AFC is an abomination. And then they beat like, um, they beat um, it'd be like, like Matt Texas. Stafford in the in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Stafford. <laughs> or something like Matt Stafford does a year of his life like he's a new hot thing. <laughs> he Kyler Murray on the Giants. I don't know. Oh wait a minute though. Wait a minute though. I'd love that. I'd love another Eli. Man- I that's the last thing I want. I want like one. I want one more Eli Manning Super Bowl so bad. 
Yeah, he, Eli Manning. He, he's he's he's. That's the, that's the only thing the Patriots have left to gain in this world <laughs> is beating the Giants with Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. The husk of that Giants team. Like if I'm like the Patriots, I'm just sending Eli Manning as many steroids as I can, and just hoping that he takes them all and has a year of his life. I'm like buying Eli Manning cybernetic enhancements. Oh boy! I'm funding that through like the Kraft Foundation. <laughs> But anyway, though, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to dive into a little bit of NBA. Something I'll about do it for us here. We're a little mellow here today on the stadium experience. So we'll be seeing you in just a minute. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well... I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29 years old and have a career that I love as a systems analyst. Career. It still sounds cool to say that word. I never could have gotten on this path without a college degree, and if the college me were here, he'd tell you. I never would have gotten to college without big brothers, big sisters. I could have ended up anywhere, on the streets even. But college? Joe Thompson? Not likely. My big brother helped me out. He taught me I could do anything, at a time when a lot of people were saying just the opposite. And to a seven-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil. And Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping big brothers, big sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at bigbrothersbigsisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. I'm working two jobs, and my husband works too. My kids go to school with your kids. I sit next to you at PTA meetings. We live right next door. We've been neighbors for years. You know my family and me pretty well, but here's one thing you don't know. I'm one out of every six Americans, and my family is struggling with hunger. Like you, we believe in this country. What's hard to believe is in the land of milk and honey how many hardworking Americans have to choose between paying bills and feeding their families. This is a problem with a solution. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Glasgow Smoke Shop is Providence's premier smoke shop and vapor lounge, conveniently located at 1842 Smith Street, North Providence. Glasgow Smoke Shop, the best smoking supplies in all of our eyes.
Playing more of what you listen for. Rhode Island College Radio. 90.7 WXIM. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moment here with me. We were just talking to Kenny Doyle, a guy at BostonSports.com. I've been on his podcast a couple of times, so check it out. Good time. And I think we're about done with the Super Bowl, Jordan. Do you have any last Super Bowl thoughts? It was a terrible game. The Rams really lost nothing. The Patriots really gained nothing. <laughs> well, did you hear what Andrew Whitworth said after the game? No, what do you say? They were interviewing him after the game. He's like, listen, we're all going to die in the end, okay? As, yes. <laughs> Jake, if you read my article, you will. He just laid that right out there. <laughs> Jake, you really got to read that's that article, a man. Who man. Was, that, that, that's a man who got beaten. Like, they didn't, they didn't beat the right. They beat Andrew Whitworth. They beat his spirit. Hey, man. His spirit lost 100 to nothing. Like, if you think about it, the Patriots really did marginally better than the Rams. <laughs> they only managed to score one touchdown. Listen, that's, that's not how it <laughs> Well, they, t- they, g- they give them. They give you the same rings, Jordan. If you win by ten or win by thirty, they give you the same Lombardi trophy. They don't bring out like a smaller Lombardi trophy because it was a close game. They should. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I disagree with that one. Anyway, we're moving on the NBA stuff because the NBA is becoming a ridiculous mess like usual. So. Last night at like two in the morning, because that's when guys do trades. Apparently, yeah. the 76ers and the Clippers completed a trade for the 76ers traded for Tobias Harris, and they sent Wilson Chandler, Mike Muslaka, Larry Shamet, their own first round pick in 2020, the Heat unprotected 2021 first round pick, which is supposed, which is this, which is a huge because that pick is going to be it's lined up to be the first year that they're going to let high school kids declare again. Oh, boy. And the Heat are going to be terrible by then, probably. And the Heat are, like, tearing it apart. And they're trading Tyler Johnson, probably. <laughs> and Can't wait to have all these 18-year-old kids have their future exploited. <laughs> and, the, what, instead of going to college and having it exploited for free? <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Jordan. That's some spice right there. That's I. I you want to get on me about the NCAA? Is this the, the death of college basketball? I question hope so. Mark? I, I truly, truly hope so. Oh, wait a minute. They did trade Tyler Johnson. Crap. Everybody, pretend I didn't just say that out loud. Let me try to find the actual trade. But anyway, so, and they've received Tobias Harris, who has been, remember when the Clippers were good for like the first like two months of the year? Uh, Briefly, faintly. What? Faintly. I mean, once upon a time, the Clippers were good. But now they're just they're just also a husk. Yes, they were really good. For like they were being led by like Avery Bradley and like, yeah, like Tobias Harris, yeah. who's been averaging twenty one and like eight this year. Like Tobias Harris has been a uh, been kind of a force. And yeah, no breaking news as of an hour ago. I don't keep track of these things. Tyler Johnson is going to Phoenix with Wayne Ellington. That's exciting. So All Phoenix right. is still wheeling and dealing. Phoenix is building back up. Getting ready for the playoffs, man. 
honestly, at this point, anyone can they're do like, like the hey, seven and eight seeds. We, they're like, how did we get this far and not have a point guard still? Yikes. We keep forgetting that. Anyway, though. So now the 76 are, and see, suppose they want to like keep like Tobias Harris as like part of their core. So the 76 is kind of going, are going all in on the positionlessness, and I, I'm so happy. Because now their team going forward is going to be like Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Embiid. That's, that's, that's three forwards and a center. And like J.J. Redick, who's at least tall. I just like get Sarge back and like sub out J.J. Redick and like boom. Like just do it. Just do it. Go all positionless. Give me like the lineup that Ainge wants. Or maybe they should trade for Anthony Davis, like, even though they don't have any assets left to trade. Who are you talking about, man? Lakers, Magic Johnson traded the entirety of the Lakers for Anthony Davis. He wishes he tried. To. He claims that he tried to. Or the felt, or the Pelicans claim that he tried to. I mean, well, the Lakers certainly got out there and played like their whole entire team was being traded. Oof. Yeah, yeah. You know what? If you just heard that the GM offered the entire team and you're part of the team, how are you going to go out the next day and be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, got to fight for the Lakers? If I'm Lonzo, I'm like, eh, you know, I ain't really feeling it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, Hart, Zubak, whoever yeah. they're going to pick in 2020, whoever they're going to pick in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you're feeling it that night. Yeah, you're not, you're not you're not in that game. You're like, so hey, LeBron. So here you've been trying to trade all of us. <laughs> I was reading, I was reading a, a, a headline earlier today about uh, LeBron's trying to get uh, Luke Walton fired. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, because he didn't get to pick the coach. <laughs> oh boy, he wants to pick the he wants to put like Mario Chalmers in charge or something. <laughs> LeBron James just wants to be a player coach. <laughs> Why don't they just let him? I don't know. Is there any rule against that anymore? I don't think so. I mean, Bill Russell did it, so I don't see why LeBron can they just put like a Can they just like put like a robot that LeBron programmed in charge? Can they put like LeBron, like LeBron James Jr.? Can he be the coach? Maybe. I'm pretty sure like a 14-year-old is pretty much competent enough to run an NBA team. I agree. But no, yeah, so... Yeah. Actually, he might be more qualified. I imagine that practical education he's getting is pretty good. <laughs> is LeBron James Jr. a true academic? He might be. I, I would hope so. LeBron, I would hope his dad's getting his money's worth. Yeah. I can't I imagine. LeBron, LeBron doesn't care about money. I can't imagine whatever school they go, they're sending him to is, 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 is cheap. No. At least 100 grand a year. At least. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of money for high school. Hey man, you get a billion dollar Nike contract and you you'll be you get a lifetime Nike contract. Yeah. You have Nike throw a billion on your name, you'll be all right. <laughs> Not even touch your actual profits from basketball. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> a point. Yeah. I guess you guys just gotta kinda start spending money on dumb crap. Yeah, you're living off the sponsorships, not even touching your actual earned income. The teams just keep throwing Megan. Yeah. And plus, getting all that revenue from Space Jam 2, I mean, come on. Exactly. When he gets that, it's going to send him into a new stratosphere of wealth. Yeah. Then he also owns part of the Lakers at some point in time in the near future. Yeah, I'm really sad that that story, that that report that like, they gave LeBron part of the team as part of his contract wasn't true. No, nah, it still is true, Jake. I'm very sad that wasn't it's true. It's true. I really want to believe it. I'm running with that narrative. <laughs> 
Like, I really enjoyed Comrade LeBron seizing some of the means of production. LeBron James owns, like, 15% of the Lakers. <laughs> don't let, any, don't let the, any other quote-unquote news source tell you otherwise. The Bus family was like, listen, have, like, a huge portion of our net worth. Yep. Just come play LeBron. Imagine that. You get a whole, you get a part of the team. <laughs> we and you went nuts when we read that. I want that to be true so bad. Yep. I mean, it still is true. Back over the summer when you lived in Penfield. Uh, oh, yes. Remember those, those days? Those were the days. Oh, boy. <laughs> you had that whole suite to yourself? Yep. That was a time. That was a time. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I wish you could go back to that. I live in Thorpe. Yep. Less central air. Much less central air. Much less space. Yeah. Come into your room to snag some deodorant. Like True. They kind of like shuffle through it. Mm-hmm. And like shimmy. I don't have any pudding cups to offer you this time you around. You don't. Why do you not have pudding cups anymore? <laughs> you bought so many pudding. You bought like a crate of pudding cups over there the summer. There were so many pudding cups. You brought like a cr- <laughs> you bought like a pallet of them. Yes. Like you just went straight to the factory. Like to like <laughs> no, you went to like the shipping container they were loading. I'm like, hey, just bring this one this way. There's still like three vanilla puddings left from that original batch in my sister's fridge. <laughs> why don't you? T- why don't you have more? Man, you gotta get, you better do like another thing this summer so you can get like a whole whole apartment to yourself. Yeah. Paid for by the school. Why were you in there again? Why were you here over the summer? What were you doing? That's that McNair research, man. What? McNair. What oh. Is that can I do that? Yeah. I'd appreciate a whole ass apartment. I'll help. Like, can I do that with the history department? Like Hey man. There's there 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 there's pros and cons, but we'll we'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so the 76ers, uh, what does this do to the 76ers to you, Jordan? Does this make, this, like, where does this put them in the East? Because I know we talked about this with the Jimmy Butler trade, and that didn't seem like it really helped them all that much. And now we're here, and they made another trade for, like, not as good of a player, but still a good player, who's probably not going to be able to accomplish as much now because he's going to be the fourth man in that on that team. Well, where, where are they in the conference right now? I'm looking up the standings right now. Because if they're, like, third, they're going to stay there. Yeah, they're they're, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna vault over the Pacers now. Oh well, they're going to. Well, I'm saying they end up third. Oh, the Celtics are third right now. Yeah, the Celtics will move up a little bit. Mm, I don't know, but and then the other thing is a report came out last night or the other night. So yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just moving back. I don't care about the Tobias Harris trade. That's all I got on it. Yeah, same thing. Like it's just like no. The problem is like Harris is a good player, but I don't know how. Like I like his impact is like what's his impact gonna be. Oh, wait, now they have acquired Malachi Richardson from the Raptors. Never mind. <laughs> Lock it down. Philly's winning the ship. Oh, boy. That really just pushed them over the edge. But, no, the... <laughs> when they face off against the unbeatable Warriors team. Yeah, well, not they're not unbeatable now that they're facing against Malachi Richardson. Yeah, when the Warriors decide they're going to start playing. They are playing now. Oh boy. With Boogie, oh my god. Like I like I said, the year's already on. I don't know why teams are still making trades. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's done. We all know where this is going. Like for real though. For real, like why are you still making trades? It's dumb. It's a waste of time. But anyway, so yeah, I don't I don't know how effective Harris is gonna be like when he's not like the primary guy. I mean he'll still be effective. I don't he's I don't eh. He's one of those guys. I don't think he's really gonna like be like one of your core players if he's not like the guy. So I don't, I don't know. Good for them, I guess. So John Wall fell in the shower yesterday, or it came out that he fell in the shower. 
Yep. And he tore his Achilles, and now he's you know, ruptured his Achilles. And now he's going to be out for at least a year. So then he'll be able to come back and play left tackle for the Patriots, probably. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Jordan, we were just talking about the se- about Jordan. Elo, we were just talking about the 76ers. Yeah, and I, see, I saw that. Uh, and I got Tobias Harris, which I think is underwhelming and won't lead to much, but. Hey, they did something. Because teams are still because teams are still making trades, even though the Demarcus Cousins is back and has destroyed the NBA. Of course. But yeah, now we're talking about how John Wall fell in the shower or something. Didn't see that. Oh well, you love it. Came out yesterday that John Wall slipped and fell in his house and ruptured his Achilles and will now be out for twelve months. Oops. Which was already coming on top of the fact that he had been out because of a knee procedure Indeed. that had gotten infected. So John Wall is not. So every one of us is having a better week than John Wall. And how many times in your life have you been able to say that? Any one of you in here? Uh, Never. But right now, we're <laughs> all having a better week than John Wall, I feel like. Of course. I mean, I've been saying John Wall's been having a pretty, pretty tough time in Washington for at least seven years. And think Indeed. about this his four year, $170 million contract. Once again, four years, $170 million. For like the third best point guard in the East, yep, hasn't kicked in yet. Nope, it kicks in next year. So he's gonna be opening up the first like forty million dollar year of that contract, never playing, mm. which wow. is slightly worse than what happened with Gordon Hayward. Yep. So it's even worse too because it's in the middle of the season, so he won't be able to come back until like the middle of like the twenty twenty season, mm. like the middle of it. So basically, that like basically two seasons are gone for John Wall. Yep. So I mean, which is fine because the Wizards should have traded yeah, him in like 2013. They're not gonna do anything anyway. Like it's not, they're gonna make a difference. So at least John Wall gets to earn that money doing nothing instead but of like. Well, yeah. well, who's there to like basically uh, keep that team in? Nobody. No one. Which, which is Bradley the problem. Beal. And, and probably <laughs> trade Bradley Beal now. I've, I've been. I've been. This, this has been a constant thing for literally since Otto John Porter. Wall basically got there. Now, Otto the Porter thing who is, makes a ton of money to be slightly above average. Yeah. The thing is now is that they should be in the. Zion Williamson sweepstakes. They if wouldn't. they would, if they did, New York um, basically got rid of uh, Perginzis or whatever his name is. Yeah, the Wizards aren't anywhere close. They have more than twice as many wins as the Knicks. Oh man, yeah, that's still that is it's, shocking. It is. They have twenty two wins. The Knicks are atrocious. Yeah. The Knicks have ten wins. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and they traded Porzingis, which is also wild. Because right. what did I tell you last week, Jordan? What did my sources tell you? That Kyrie and Durant are both going to the Knicks, and then the next day they go and clear cap space for two max contracts. Right. Wow. Looks like everything's lining up for that, but mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, the NBA is wild. The NBA is so funny. I, I, I love the wheeling and the, <laughs> the dealing. The NBA is so funny. I love the wheeling and the dealing, man. I'm telling you, it's the best time with, uh, with the, the NBA, NBA is man. so funny. Yeah, it so, is. Yeah. So John Wall fell in a shower. Mm. Twitter had a lot of life alert jokes about yep. it. You'd think there'd only be like maybe at most two to make. Twitter found them all, man. <laughs> all. <laughs> Twitter just kept finding them, man. I got to say, they really went off. Like, can, like, no more Verizon Center, baby. Like, it's a life alert center now. Like, <laughs> wow. Change the name. Like, right yeah. down, like the Verizon Center, which is right in like the middle of like, Ch- which is right in the middle of Chinatown in D.C. Mm-hmm. That's, which that's is, interesting. Very. It's Chinatown in DC is like was like my spot back in the day. I'll go hang out in Chinatown all the time. Wow. I don't know why. It's, you know, like a gift shop. They have like a back room where you could like buy nunchucks, like like knives. You buy a sword on like the street, like a real sword. 
Did you buy the sword? I, I never did, no, because I had a dorm. I almost bought a staff. Why? I wanted a staff. I always <laughs> wanted a staff. I have a staff now. Okay. I bought a staff recently. I enjoy it very much. Let's swing it around in my basement sometimes. I'm getting pretty good with it, for the record. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good with it. Not good great. Pre- okay. <laughs> I'm getting there, though. I'm getting there, though. For, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> just to put it out there, just to put it out there, <laughs> in case you were wondering. I, yeah, hey, man. Because I are out there wondering how, where my staff skills were. That's, well, but, I'm, gl- uh, I'm glad they are sufficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so John Wall fell in his house, so that's sad. That sucks for him. I like John Wall. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, what, I, what else is sad? John Wall's career. I do like seeing the Wizards suffer, though. Why I, do you like seeing the Wizards suffer? I don't know. Because they should have traded him seven years <laughs> ago. Because they don't run themselves well, and I like seeing teams that don't run themselves well get in trouble mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> Every year it's like, oh, who are the Wizards going to draft to give John Wall some help? Well, they signed Dwight, so you would have thought that would have uh, solved it all. Who's the general manager for the Wizards I anyway? Don't, I don't, I don't know. They need to be fired. Oh they're doing my a God. good job. Not doing Paying a good all job. that money and guy's not doing anything. To Paying all that money the guy slips and no. falls in his house. They have done nothing this yeah. decade. John Wall's, Wall's got to get, uh, get carpeting in his oh, house. No they, more hardwood for him. Yeah. No, he needs a mat for his, his no, shower. No more hard. Yeah, they get they're getting John Wall like a walk-in shower now. Like, like if you had the tub, like no, we're getting you like the old people shower now, yeah. John Wall. We're getting you like we're getting you a little ladder. Yeah, we'll give you a stair lift. Everybody a got a stall. Like, he's got the tub. That's like, for John Wall. <laughs> no, like really though, like that's what they're doing for John. Like John Wall, you take baths now. Oh my goodness. You sit down. We'll get you yeah. one of those tubs with like a door. Yeah, you get the door, you lock it, and That's seal it. it up. Oh my That's goodness. what you're doing now, John Wall. No more. <laughs> but it's too late now. Oh, man. So that's. that's. Oh, Lord. <laughs> send him like. They get like hospice care for John Wall from here on out. <laughs> they got to hire a hospice nurse. They got to pay a hospice nurse like $2 million a year. Oh, Dwight Howard can be the hospice nurse. <laughs> Remember when Dwight Howard was like the def- defensive player of the year? Well, now he's gonna like lead the yep. Wizards to the promised land. Oh boy, <laughs> he's gonna lead. He's gonna lead the Wizards the same way he led the Magic. Yeah. <laughs> that would be what? That would be a story, man. Like probably without John Wall, like Dwight's potential in that offense can be unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? D Rose and Dwight Howard pop back <laughs> off in the same year. That's the finals. The same season. Dwight Howard v. D. Rose. The wow. Magic's in the Timberwolves. Ooh, wow. I mean, the Wizards in the Timberwolves. Man. That's a nasty final. Yeah. That's it. Lock Very similar color palettes for these teams. Listen, I already, mm-hmm. I already called 3-0 first half in the Super Bowl last week, which is on record. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, and I, I played the audio earlier in the show. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, T-Wolves. <laughs> Wizards final. <laughs> that's a wild final. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So that's. Wow. Yeah, when Draymond and KD finally just have that fight and it accidentally engulfs the entire Oracle Arena and it all burns the ground and none of them are left to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they go to stay has to forfeit because they literally don't have an arena. When Draymond and <laughs> KD finally just square up, yep. finally just do it. Oh man. I just duke it out and it's just too much for the universe to handle. The entire the entire city of Oakland just disappears. <laughs> is yeah. Clay is Clay staying or is he? A free oh, I have agent? no idea. I I don't I I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. Oh, I don't, I I hope whatever happens to Clay is good. 
Clay, Clay deserves good things. Clay <laughs> yeah. deserves the world. Oh, man. Clay deserves the world, all right? Clay, no, just, I, I Clay just wants to take orgasmic threes and have some fun, all right? Magic Johnson's just licking his chops right now. We're going to find out something that. dark about Clay Thompson in like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. We're going to oh, find out something like bad about Clay Thompson in like 20 mm. years. I guarantee it. <laughs> I don't know why. The guy's too nice. Like for that environment, that guy's just too nice, like mm. too quiet. Yep. Going to find out something about Clay. Mm. Like Clay's got some. For him to be that content with like not being like. For his stat, nah. Clay's doing something on the DL. Yep. Clay's like smuggling heroin or something. I don't know what. <laughs> But anyway, so you have any other thoughts on anything with this week, E-Love? Let's see. My sixes are going to be doing it. Uh, they're well. going to be doing it. They're, being, they're a lot scarier now. They just keep trading for forwards. and they just keep Yeah, they do. Hitting. They're trying to find a power forward. That's the problem. You don't need power forwards, Jort. <laughs> you don't need power. No positions, E-Love. Positions don't exist in the hey. NBA. They're not real. They're a myth. Okay. You just get five forwards who can all shoot, and you put them all on the field at, on the court at once, and that's all yep, you do. Exactly. And then you win. That's the formula. Oh, all right. Man. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley. We'll be back next week, four to six p.m. Talk about whatever's going on in the NBA. Hopefully, something stupid happens. I hope something really dumb happens. We'll talk about that then. And thank you for listening. Thank you to Kenny Doyle for calling in earlier. Um, maybe somebody won a championship between now and then. Who knows? Anyway, though, have a lovely week, lovely weekend, and I will see you next time.